If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Friday morning, too. It's a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course, the DraftKings Network. Gil Alexander, Kelly Midland, live from Bar Canada at the D. Two hours on the Edmonton Oilers 15 game winning streak today. Let's go! Fire it up! No, no, we're not going to do that. Oh, no. Minus 600 favorites yesterday. Minus 650. Nice job for the Oilers. Too shy of the record. Longest streak. Single season streak in uh, NHL history. It's football day, baby. Uh, championship game talk with Matt Brown. Chris Felica this hour. And uh, we'll get into all things championship Sunday in the second hour as well. Um, Felica is actually going to join us early here, right? So mm-hmm. let me just uh, vomit out some stuff. One, another Australian Open winner last night. Um, if you're following at vcin.com slash picks, I had the over in the Medvedev-Zverev match overnight. That soared over as Medvedev came uh, from a two sets to love deficit, two sets to none deficit to win that match to join Yannick Sinner in the men's final in Melbourne. Yannick Sinner, who took down Novak Djokovic in four sets. Um, now, you remember, Kelly, that when you and I, remember you and I did our golf and tennis rankings over a year ago. And when I did them at the time, I had Sinner as the fifth best player in the world. And I remember I took incoming. People were like, Sitsipas. I'm like, stop it. What's us? It's Sinner. Um, and I only said it was fifth at the time because we sort of gave a nod to Nadal. We weren't fully aware of the extent of his injuries. And so I'm like, well, I'm just going to make Nadal four. But Sinner's really four at that time. Well, he is now the fourth uh, ranked player player in the world, and he finally slays the beast that is Novak Djokovic for him, which was a personal hump to get through. And so he will meet Medvedev in the final. Um, Sinner installed as a, installed by the way, as a north of a $2 favorite. That's about where it should be based on the raw numbers, as is the women's final tonight, where Rina Sabalenka probably shouldn't be minus 556 against Zheng Xinwen, but let's put it this way. She should be a very large favorite based on the raw data. So um, I don't know that I will have a play in their final, to be honest with you. This has been a great match-by-match Australian Open um, for this show, and it has been a boon. Now, obviously, the Ega futures hurt, but as we said, that's why the Ravens and the Niners come in to wipe those away as well. But the Australian Open match-by-match, I think we've won over five units in this tournament. So I don't know if I have a play in either of those, but we'll see. At vcin.com slash picks, I'll dive into the women's final a little more a little later on. Rooting for Reggie. Medvedev, 10-1. Let's go, baby. Reggie and the crew, he's got Medvedev, 10-1, as part of the Christmas gift $100 future. So good luck to him on that. Uh, We shall see. But I think those are lined pretty much uh, what they should be. Coaches yesterday, before we get to Felica, um, when we left a numbers game yesterday, 
we learned, and it always the news dump is right after a numbers game, 12 Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Flatter taught us that years ago. And we learned that the Carolina Panthers were hiring Dave Canales as their new head coach, the uh, former Tampa Bay Buccaneers OC. This on the heels, and we just gave it a brief mention yesterday on the show, of Brian Callahan, Bill Callahan's son, very quietly, the former Bengals offensive coordinator, being named the new Tennessee Titans coach. And so when Canales was named, um, and obviously the big story two days ago was Harbaugh, or you know, when it when the Callahan Canales Kiniella, if you will, which came after the show, Canales's part after the show yesterday, I said to you, God, there's only three openings left. Like somebody's yeah. gonna be left out now because we didn't see the Callahan Canales thing happen. Like it just sort of happened real quick. Yeah, you and I were kind of sitting here counting openings and I'm like, there's names. Washington, Atlanta, <laughs> Seattle. You still got variable. You still got Belichick. And then we learned yesterday Raheem Morris is the new head man of the Atlanta Falcons. And so I think we knew. I think we know who the odd guy out is now. It's gonna be Bill Belichick. And uh, Seattle and Washington now with the only openings. Washington rumored to be all over Ben Johnson, the uh, Lions offensive coordinator. And we'll see which way Seattle goes. Maybe it's Vrabel. But they don't have any interest, either team, really, in Belichick. So Bill Belichick, who will be 72 years old next year when the season starts, you think about it in that way. It's like, well, yeah, I guess... Who wants a 72-year-old, and again, not being ageist, but just in terms of a runway of how long you can have him as coach, a 72-year-old curmudgeonly, pain-in-the-butt guy who just came off a 4-13 and season who's probably going to hire his flunkies, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, to come with him? Yeah. That's not really that appealing, is it? Yeah, no, no. We were kind of texting about it yesterday too. I'm wondering. I'm wondering how much of the similar kind of Josh McDaniels situation played out. Where we oh, and saw, him too. Well, like we saw with Antonio Pierce, like what he scolded Antonio Pierce for using the Giants' win over over the Patriots as an example. Like at a certain at a certain point, the Patriot way runs out when you're not in the Patriots building. And I'm, I'm you just wonder how some of these interviews went with Bill. He's. I, I can't imagine he's that. He's that awesome. I just can't. Me oh either. boy, this was exciting. Thanks. Thanks for the time, Bill. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, he is the Bear. He's at Fox Sports. Uh, he does the Bear Bets Pod, both college and pro football versions. Chris Valika joins us now. How you doing, Chris? I, I'm. I'm kind of. I'm kind of upset. I'm actually very uh, dejected right now. I thought you when you were talking about coaching news. I thought you were going to be. Uh, leading off with the announcement that Jurgen Klopp will be stepping down from Liverpool. Oh yes, uh, I was at the end of this year. So uh, yeah, that was, uh, I, I had to do a uh, I had to do a calendar check this morning to make sure it was not April first. So yeah, for, uh, for Liverpool supporters like myself, that was a quite a jolt this morning to a, a season which right now has them uh, top the Premier League by five points and uh, in the mix to win uh, FA Cup, Carabao Cup, and uh, still live in Europa. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that was a. Uh, that was surprising news to wake up to this morning. You okay, man? Well, your, your level of shock was like 10, 11 on the, uh, yes. on the amplifier? Yeah, I, mean, I knew it was ultimately going to come. And, and his deal, I think, had like two years left on it. But, hey, he said he's, he's burnt out. And he doesn't have the energy left to do it. So you, you've got to appreciate that. And there's only one to steal a, a, a line from one of the greatest movie characters of all time, uh, Jake from Major League, there's only one thing left to do. Go out and win the whole damn thing. So uh, hopefully that's what Liverpool can do. Kelly, I don't know if you know this, but Farmington, Connecticut settled in 1640. That's just yes. bleeding into my Correct. head as I yes. as I yes. look at Chris this uh, this morning. <laughs> He's got this little <laughs> thing on the back. You're, you're, you're lucky to get this set location this morning. <laughs> yeah, thank you, you so know, much. Dinner was downstairs, not upstairs. <laughs> For those watching at visa.com and the DraftKings Network, YouTube TV, you know what I'm talking about. All right, Championship Sunday, Chris. Let's start with Baltimore and Kansas City. Uh, well, Kelly and I will go through our thoughts through this show. Matt Brown will have his. What are yours on the first game? of two Sunday. Yeah, I, I, everyone I think is going to be on Baltimore in, in this game, laying the points that that would be my assumption. And I, I can't blame them. Like, I don't like the game at all from a, from a side standpoint. I, I think you, you could see Kansas city's defense step up and play well. The, 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 the two bets that I made in this game were Patrick home, Patrick Mahomes under two forty three and a half and uh, passing yards, because I think, uh, with, with the injuries that uh, Kansas City has, maybe on the offensive line with Tooney, and they're going to you know, you're going to find things a lot more difficult against that Ravens defense and those linebackers who can cover Kelsey. And with, with, with Kyle Hamilton, will probably be on taking 
Kelsey out the entire time as well. So I don't think you're going to have very many wide receivers open. Are you going to get MBS to catch two balls again like he did last week? Uh, who the hell knows? So, yeah, I played Mahomes under 243 and a half and over 25 and a half rushing yards. I think potentially a lot of those play calls that are passes are going to turn into undesigned run scrambles by Mahomes because he has uh, no, nobody open. I, I brought this up yesterday on the pod with, uh, with Will, Sammy P, and, and Jeff. Like, and, I, and you don't have to answer the question now. Maybe you can tackle it later. But like, does it feel maybe like the Chiefs are a little bit fool's gold? You beat a depleted Dolphins team that had a bunch of injuries in that brutally cold weather. You, you went against the Bills defense that easily could have had Daryl Talley and Fred Smurlis and Cornelius Bennett <laughs> and Phil Hansen playing last week with all the injuries they had. Like This kind of feels like where it's going to end Kansas City, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's the Mahomes factor, right? It's it's what muddies everything. By the way, excellent knowledge of the 90s Bills AFC dynasty defense, by the way, there. Um, Smurless even before that. But the, uh, yeah, I think, you know, we've had a couple people this week, both in podcast and radio form, say that they think the number should have been Ravens by six or even more, but that Mahomes singularly just muddies this enough where you cannot pull the trigger, despite the fact that it's only four. I think that's yeah. kind of if he, if he gets this team to the Super Bowl, like, like when are they not going to get? Because you know they're going to address the wide receiver position in the offseason. Right. And when and again, I, when Wishnev was here and the, and the Chiefs were playing the Raiders, we were at Caesars watching that game where Mahomes was just, you know, the Raiders weren't even blitzing and they were getting to him in the times they weren't. He was just sitting back there, like looking for receivers all day. We said at that moment, like if you had said to us at that moment, hey, you know, this team is going to the Super Bowl, we would have laughed, you know? And so how how quickly the recency bias sets in. And he, listen, he is Michael Jordan, so he deserves that kind of, uh, you know, rep. What about game two? Yeah, the thing I feel most confident about in the second game, uh, I find the Lions team total of over 20 and a half minus 120 uh, over at DraftKings. That's at least what it was uh, when I played it. Uh, that's the thing I feel most confident about. Like either path this this game takes, either a 49ers are healthy, Debo plays, the weather is great, the offense is humming, they're going to score points. The Lions are going to play catch up against the 49ers defense that might not be very good. After all, we see we saw them have trouble stopping uh, Aaron Jones last week. We saw them give up a bunch of big plays to the air again. So I think the Lions are going to score points. And on the other hand. We might run into a situation where Debo doesn't play and the Niners offense is all out of sync again. And maybe they, the, the Lions are looking to extend and protect the lead. So, yeah, Lions team total over 20 and a half is something that I uh, like the most. I, I know all those splits out there about home road and outdoor, but I, 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 I'm not going to lay much credence to that, especially being you're going to be playing in about 70 degree clear temperatures. And I played Brock Purdy over 272 and a half uh, passing yards as well because uh, I think with the way the Lions can stop the run, uh, I think you're going to see Christian McCaffrey use a little bit more uh, in, the, uh, in the in the passing game as well. Very disappointed, by the way, you did not play uh, college basketball coach truck level with after we got the vintage Tommy Lloyd experience. <laughs> the vintage Tommy Lloyd experience. Chris, thank you for joining us again uh, prior to your hibernation in the Caribbean. We appreciate it. Arizona is an unserious basketball team. Cameroon, Nigeria, under two and a half tomorrow. Matt Brown next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media. 
as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free VSIN daily newsletter. In today's newsletter, featured the ultimate list of championship Sunday trends. You said that like the movie voiceover guy. <laughs> One man. Get expert analysis and the latest odds delivered straight to your inbox. Absolutely free. That's at vcent.com slash newsletter to subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin live from Barcanada here at the D, the Barrage, downtown Las Vegas. Uh, we are joined each and every Friday by this gentleman. He is the host of the All Angles Football Betting Podcast and, of course, co-host of The Handle, which he does with our buddy Mike Samich. We can call him our buddy now, right? He was on, we did a little equal time earlier this week. I would week. say BFFs. BFFs, yeah. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike this guy, Matt Brown, everybody. What is... Wh- yeah. We, we had him on the show and... Y'all cheated on me? I don't want you to feel yeah. jealous or anything. Yeah, we had him on Monday and then we just told him to keep coming back all week. So, yeah. All so, right. he was on wow. every day. This week. Huh. He's a little hurt by it. Guess tell. what? <laughs> Guess what? Well, this is the last time I'm doing a show with y'all at Bar Canada then here at the D. Wow. Last time. I like that you came in off air. Your first thing you said was like, wow, been a minute since I seen Djokovic get his uh, butt handed <laughs> yeah. to him like that last night. Uh, last time an Australian Open featured a final without Djokovic, Federer, or Nadal. Any guesses? Give me a year. It had to have been. It had to have been twenty. It had to have been a co- the COVID year. One of the COVID years, right? A COVID year, twenty twenty. Two thousand five. Two thousand five. You remember when Marat Safin beat Leighton uh, Hewitt? Yes. Yes. Obviously, I was closer. Yes. Yeah, Kelly got two thousand two. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry you went over, Kelly. So you lose both showcases. Yeah. Um. It was. It, it was. It, you know, and I, I. I said this before. When I'm, it's like you know we. Andy Murray's body failed him along the way. Then, then Federer's body failed him along the way, and then Nadal's body is now failing him currently. And we've just seen Djokovic been able to weather the storm, but he's old. I mean, like thirty-six. You used to be old at like twenty-six <laughs> in tennis. <laughs> like sick. it was like you got to twenty-six, you're like this that guy's is, over the hill. It's the biggest thing. When we were kids, if you were twenty-six, you were ancient. Yeah, it was, you it, were done. Done. Like you were on the down slope of your career. Those three guys <laughs> and Murray being the fourth ruined everything for everybody. <laughs> It's like you say about Herbert and Burrow. Yeah. Like you can't draft quarterbacks like this every year. It just doesn't happen. It was it was, it was interesting last night though. I mean, you look, it's it's a, we we say it's passing on the torch type stuff, right? I mean, you see a twenty two year old go out there and give it to the old guy, you know, yeah. and then that's that's yeah. what happened. We'll see. I mean, I'm sure we yeah. we haven't heard the last. Of no, 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 yeah. no, no, for sure. But it's just it's yeah. it's I, I'm going to have to come to grips now with like okay, those the, the other three are pretty much gone. Yeah. We are now at 36 with him. It is weird. There's a very near future in which the four are gone. Like it is, it is right. officially gone. That's right. We're entering a new world. Carlitos and Sinner will be the guys. And Medvedev is still mm-hmm. the guy that no one ever seems to <laughs> want to give credit to. But he's top three in the world and everything. Um, and again, both of me, if you missed that, Sabalenka, prohibitive $6 favorite in the women's final tonight. And then Sinner, appropriately as well, favorite minus 245 over Medvedev in the men's final of tennis's first Grand Slam. Let's talk NFL Championship Sunday, sir. Ooh. Oh, yes, I yes, got yes. Thoughts 
All right, let's start with Baltimore hosting the Chiefs, the AFC Championship, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific, with the Ravens now four-point consensus favorites. Yeah, this was it was interesting. I thought we were probably going to get stuck at, at three and a half, and the fours coming up and the, the support for the Ravens is, is interesting to me. Um, so let's go like full season statistics here, and we always do the whole thing of you can only play who you, you play. And, and I'm not discrediting the Ravens' defense whatsoever, but there are a lot of people who go, I mean, look at this defense over the course of the whole season. I agree. However, okay, you got C.J. Stroud's first start, right? Then they lost to Gardner Minshew in week three. You got Dorian Thompson Robinson in week four. Kenny Pickett, who eventually ends up losing his job to Mason Rudolph in week five. Tannehill in week six, who got hurt in the game to get Malik Willis. You got the Josh Dobbs version of, of, of Arizona Cardinals in week eight. Okay. They blew a 14-point lead to what ended up being an injured Deshaun Watson who didn't play a game the rest of the season against the Browns. Then they had Joe Burrow in the game in which he got hurt, and they got Jake Browning. This is pretty incredible. Right? I don't know if I do all of this. Yes. Like, and so, I mean, again, the season-long defensive season, – this Ravens defense is great. It's, 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 it, is, it is a very, very, very good defense. But No, you just said they suck. Everybody heard No, it. if you just yeah. blindly don't, look at the numbers – Don't, number, don't like, backtrack like, now. It's one of those things, if you blindly look at the numbers, <laughs> and you just be like, oh, my God, look at this defense and how awesome they were over the course of the year. It's like, well, yes. And they were, they were definitely good because it's still NFL players they're playing against. That is pretty there stunning was a you fortune, those names. There yeah. was a fortunate – stretch literally all the way through week 11 right and then yes they played some good ones down down the stretch for sure Stafford Purdy to uh they got a banged up version of Trevor Lawrence down the stretch as well so like it was it's a very very good team and obviously the advanced stats will still show that it's a very good defense but in taking context is the stuff that doesn't you know, if you look at points per game allowed or yards per game allowed or any of those things that don't take opponent into factor, right? Like they don't take in who you actually played and, and at what point in the season, those can be a little misleading. I just wanted to paint that picture for people out there who just go, man, they only gave up X amount of points this year and they only gave up this amount of yards this year. I'm like, okay, you got Dorn Thompson Robinson, you know, you, you got, you, you got Malik Willis along the way. I mean, there were, there were, there were some soft spots. It's worth saying. Yeah, for there sure. Was, there were some soft spots along the way. Um, I had Cleve T.A. on the Megapod, the Beating the Book Megapod with uh, Todd Wishnev and Will Hill, uh, one of the great Twitter follows there is, and I'll, I'll bring him up more than once on this show, uh, largely because he corroborated my Monday feelings on both games, so I'm like thrilled to, to back it up with what he's saying. And on this game, I don't have a play. Mm. And I am sort of of the mind that, again, acknowledging yes. what you said, Baltimore, listen, that, that Patrick Mahomes is the is the factor that muddies this, right? Like, if, he, if there was no such thing as this, obviously yes. it wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him, but I'm just saying, if he was in any way not the Michael Jordan of this sport, I'd fire on the Ravens. But he is so good, right, that it gives you pause. And one of Cleve's big things in, in giving him pause on this game, too, is that, you know, yes, that... You know, the, one of the big strengths of, of Baltimore, Baltimore's defense, Mike McDonald's defense, is that he is probably going to be able to mitigate Travis Kelsey with Kyle Hamilton. And conversely, with Steve Spagnuolo, the one sort of, you know, the kryptonite for Lamar Jackson is that from a uh, from an EPA standpoint, he's one of the worst quarterbacks when you just throw the kitchen sink at him, mm. when they're in cover zero. And so I think that... You know, he was bringing up both of those things from de from both defensive coordinator standpoint, and that so there's enough there. The doubt on both ends, right? Mitigating Kelsey, you know, being able to scheme against Lamar in that way that it just took him off, and and just our guessing lines, uh, Malcolm Gladwell blink instinct was to just stay away from this as well. And so you, did, what did you end up with here? I, I eventually ended up playing the four. I, I wasn't going to, and then when it moved to four. It, to me, we're looking at, at a deal. You, you just brought up the factor, basically, for the for the bet for me, which is the Patrick Mahomes, I'm getting four points with the greatest quarterback of all time situation in yeah. which I'm looking and saying, OK, let's say everything is kind of going right for the Ravens in this game and they find themselves as, uh, with a 10 point lead in the fourth quarter, which I'm sure they would love. Well, I mean. A garbage touchdown and I'm covering like I'm still covering right like with with Patrick Mahomes who has time and time and time again even with the ridiculous lack of resources been able to find a way to drive the ball down the field against all odds which 
please just pay T Higgins in the offseason. Anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there. Like just give all the money to T Higgins and get him a real receiver again. And like, let's see what this, this guy can do. But um, it, it's, that was kind of the, the definitive factor for me where I'm looking like it is a double digit lead is still in cover territory for me with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. And, you know, one of the one of the deals, it's going to be a great chess match, right? So both of these teams, high, some of the highest man defensive percentages in the NFL. Like, and so we know what happens whenever you run a bunch of man defense. It gives these quarterbacks that are prone to taking off an opportunity to take off because you're turning your back to them and then they see that and then they take off running. So will they alter? Will either one of these guys alter how they play defense, you know, in this game. Will we see more zone from the Chiefs? Will we see more zone from the Ravens? And people are going like, why? Why the Ra-? Patrick Mahomes is sneaky, sneaky good at running the football. Like, yeah. like it's like he he's the most opportunist. So it's not like the God given God given talent like Lamar has or whatever, and Josh Allen and stuff. But he's like the one of the most opportunistic quarterback rushers there we've like ever seen he will it's look that, it's that third and eight the pocket collapses he takes one step it forward is, and it's like oh there's nobody in front of me let me go easily go pick up a first Cleve did take the prop the over on patrick mahomes rushing yards I, I, by yeah, the way. I, I mean yeah. felica mentioned the last segment yeah. i think and you're kind of hitting it right here matt like i think the over on both the guys could yeah. be a good place. Well, you look you you look at mahomes and like you just mentioned there's been there's no one who's more situationally aware than, than that dude especially from a rushing perspective like we s- scream and yell at the television all the time. Like, how do you cut your route off a year a yard before the sticks? And like, how do you whatever? And the, the, that is not Patrick Mahomes. Like if it is third and seven, he knows exactly how to get seven and a half yards and he will find the seven and a half yards. And so I do think one, I like the I like the Mahomes uh, rushing prop as well. And then I also look at, at, at the Lamar side of things and, you know, you're going to you're you're going to have a ton of design runs for him. This is just the way that this team worked. There was one team, one team in the 2023 version of the NFL that ran the ball more than they passed it. One NFL team, and it was the Ravens, right? And like so it's it's going to be that's what they do. They run the ball. They're going to continue to run the ball. I think I think that Lamar ends up running it a ton and maybe from a scramble standpoint even more than that. So you did take the Chiefs with the points in the I, end? Yeah, I did. You did. Before. Okay, just to clarify. Uh Niners and Lions will do that and hypothetical Super Bowl matchups with Matt Brown coming back. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. With Omaha Steaks, you'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air chilled chicken, and more. You're going to love every bite. It's Omaha Steaks guarantee. And for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash VSIN, you'll get four free air chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free rich, juicy boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase may apply. You think people can hear that through the. It's a different kind of wacky, wacky Omaha Steaks read with that in the background. Honestly, I kind of like the read a little bit better with that in the background. I don't want to single the gentleman out because he's in a very quiet casino playing video poker by himself, but he just won a very large amount of money very close to us. The music is not stopping. That is Jack. Pot music you are hearing behind us, and, and that I, just and occurred. I do, I do hear it. So yeah, I know that yes. you guys, I know that you guys hear it as well. So <laughs> just know that here on 7:30 a.m. on a on a on a Friday at Bar Canada, someone just uh, made their weekend. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. Gonna get, we're gonna get a call from Omaha Steaks. We're like, our steaks are not wacky. <laughs> Turn down that music. <laughs> They're gonna be like, that is not our theme music. And we're gonna be like, sorry. I didn't know that this was the uh, the default music for this. I mean, we've never heard this before. You guys are very excited over this. I, I feel like jackpot music should be... Do, do, do you want to know why I didn't know this? Because I've never won a single penny on a on a, on a push machine or, you know, right. whatever. So, like, I don't know what it sounds like. I've never won what he just won, that's for sure. I don't know what it sounds like. I'm down... My ROI is negative infinity on anything <laughs> that has a button. That's like, not, I'm yeah. told that's not good. Yeah, no, it's, it's, not it's good. horrible. Uh, yeah. Before we talk uh, Niners and uh, Lions, I mentioned in the first segment that, uh, as it turns out, maybe a soon-to-be 72-year-old curmudgeonly pain-in-the-butt coach coming off a 4-13 and season who probably doesn't interview spectacularly, who also in the <laughs> is the looming specter of hiring Josh McDaniel and, and uh, Matt Patricia as well. Like, I'm trying to think yeah. of all the... I'm looking for a positive. Oh, that's right, all the Super Bowls with Tom Brady. Um, but I'm, I'm getting 
guessing like he's the odd man out here. You have thoughts yeah, on this? Yeah, it's it's like the it's like the thing. I was like, I'm sure you guys were joking about it too. It's like all these teams now. The thing is, when they interview a coach, that's like you get a big Twitter post. You know, it's like we've interviewed blah blah blah. And it's like when the Bill Belichick one came through, it's like we've interviewed Bill Belichick. Like, what is that interview like? You know, like you're sitting across the table from Bill Belichick. Where do you see yourself in five years? Well, uh, what would you say your biggest strength is? Uh, you know, I, uh, what about your biggest weakness? What's your biggest weakness? What's your, what's your, what's your, what's your, what would you say your biggest weakness? You know, and all this stuff. And he's just like, like sitting across the table, and he's like, "Is this real? Is this real life?" Uh, that, that is always the awkward interview question. There is nobody I- in this world I would expect to handle that question worse than Bill Belichick. Yeah. Sometimes I, I try too hard. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say you work well with others? And he would be like, "I don't know. You'd have to ask them. I don't. I don't really know." So if super I work well inspiring. With yeah. you, have to, you have to think the owners probably at the end are like. Oh, God, this sounds terrible. Yeah. I don't well, want it, this for the next two years. I mean, some of the some of the early stories kind of leak it out of Atlanta, right? It's Arthur Blank really wanted him, but it was going to leave it up to everybody else involved. And, I mean, it's sounding like they soured on the idea of a Bill Belichick coming in very quickly. Well, there also is. I mean, there is a real-life thing to it, right? There's also a job preservation thing that happens to human beings, too. If yeah. you hire Bill Belichick, you got, at some point you might think to yourself, uh, wait a minute. Am I going to be around if I hire this dude? Yeah. So there's that. No, totally. As well. I don't. Let's just also call a spade a spade here. Like, it's a three year hire. Yeah, man. Like, best case we, scenario. We said it many times. I, I, it's. People want, and there's this is the ageist crowd who wants to yeah, jump on you, but yeah. it's like, no, nah, it's, it's what Shaq's line was 39 ain't 29. Well, 72 ain't 60. Yeah. Which is what, how Jim Harbaugh, how old Jim Harbaugh is. So, um, right. It's like a three or four year hire. I mean, so it, there's probably not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of enthusiasm. Like you said, there's not a lot of enthusiasm going like, okay, we have a three or four year window with this dude, and then after that, he's going to retire, or we have to fire him because things didn't work out, whatever. What, what happened in that four and 13 season, uh, Bill? Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Bailey's Abbey. Bailey's Abbey. He's just kind of like. Why did you hire Matt Patricia and Joe Judge and then like flip them to different sides of the ball? Uh, you know, I thought it was uh, something that might uh, actually work out. Great, so. great football moments. <laughs> yeah. Plug, but, plug them in anyway. In, 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 in reality, though, like, yeah. you know, the, the, the resume outside of the Super Bowls, like, you, you look and it's like, okay, where did things go wrong? A lot of bad player personnel decisions, like the last four years, in which he yes. was in charge of. Yes, and so, but now yeah. he, he was willing to let go of that. I think. I so think. we hear. So who, we knows? Hear. who knows? Like you know That's how. Right. And so yeah, I, I mean, I get it. Awesome coach, tons of stuff on the resume, but old maybe. And I don't want to do the whole maybe the games pass you by thing, but <laughs> at least some elements, you know, of the game are probably not as. The greatest, the greatest is a, what, if, what would you say some of your weaknesses are? Like the standard interview question and the standard answer is, oh, I just try too hard. Uh, stuff. I'm way too loyal. I'm very I'm loyal. Way too loyal. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no that crap, is just like, too loyal. By the way, there are, there are betting odds still up for Bill Belichick's next team and not in the NFL is the resounding favorite at minus 2,000. No logo next to that one. No, that yeah. does not have a logo. It's that's like the Australian Open with the Russian and Belarus, or Belarusian players. Could you imagine if it was, yeah. a, it was like the XFL logo. Yeah. He's like the coach of like the Rough Riders or something or whatever it is. What, what is United Football League this year, yeah, right? Okay, They've combined yeah, the yes, two this for is, the ultimate spring that, football experience. God, that would be amazing. Sure, sure. I'll coach you that league. Sounds yeah. fun. Sure. Uh, Commodores are next. Commodores have shown no interest in mm-hmm. Belichick at all. Any other NFL team is third. Wait a minute. <laughs> so no NFL team is the short shot at any other besides the Commodes is third. So the way that DraftKings chose to handle this with Harbaugh and Belichick it was we're going to start with a long list and include a field option but as we've thoroughly gone over as teams have hired coaches those as, those uh, uh, teams just get removed well, right after the show you said Dave Canales gets hired and I, I say to Kelly I'm like you know there's like there's only like three spots left. like somebody's yeah. this music is still going yeah, yeah, somebody is <laughs> somebody's left out and then when Raheem Morris I was like oh I think yeah. we know uh, Cal- yeah. commanders have shown no interest whatsoever no. in Belichick they, they are sort of obsessed with the Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson by all reports and then Seattle 
he ain't going to Seattle, and they and they don't have any interest. And with and like and this is one of those situations where we even have to worry about a, a remaining playoff team getting rid of their coach because like that's always at right. least been a right. thing in yeah. years past where like yeah. yeah it's it's Reed Harbaugh Campbell and Shanahan they're they're all staying now like, they is, ain't going anywhere now is he the do we think he's done done or is he the immediate call for an interim situation next year for a team? Uh, I, I don't know. Like, what is he? I feel like there's a f- I keep certain trying franchises to, that would. But. I sound horrible saying this, but like, I kind of like, what does he bring to the table? Well, the Outside first thing, of- I remember the commanders, with, we knew Rivera was going to get fired. What was the first thing I said? Belichick's the last guy I want them to hire. Yep. Last. Because what does that, what does that do for you long-term? What is, again, is Tom Brady walking through that? He's not. So, you know. I get me a young guy who's going to be there for a long time. Who's going to build this thing? Harbaugh would have been the greatest, you know, the cho- greatest choice it, in terms of betting. Like in terms of just your triggering a bet, is Harbaugh the only guy in Los Angeles that would even make you think to trigger a bet of some kind? Yeah, I mean, it's it's he is inheriting a pretty good core. Yeah. And then from there, it's basically utilizing that core to its max. I mean, that that was just something that. Walking into Herbert is just a fantastic situation in any way that you look at it, right? Like walking into Herbert, you have some pieces on the defensive side. You still have Keenan Allen. I know he's getting a little bit older, but he's still in his prime. Like you're, you're, you're going into a pretty good situation with, with, with all that. So I'm, I'm, I didn't make a bet, but it's like, you know, if anybody could go in and really take a team yes. that has underperformed for what five years you know like yeah. five four or five years now and and do that well, it could he's be, won everywhere yeah. so he's the one guy where you have to immediately think you're like even if it's not you know even if they don't win a super bowl in year one that there is a short arc yeah. to them becoming a major contender but like you said, like yeah even the fact that he's 60 like but, but look what other coach it's just the different breed of coach, I think, now, too, that things have changed. What other coach is in that Belichick mold, really? Like, even at 60, Harbaugh's still super personable yes. and is, like, yes. still, like, the raw, you know, high energy, all the different things. Who Who is, who's who's the Belichick anymore in the NFL that, like, really isn't that dude? I mean, even Andy Reid, who is kind of somewhat subdued, you, like, you even see his. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Belichick in these like State Farm commercials or something? Like, like, can you? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, that's like, your barometer. Like, could you imagine? Like, he's like, give me those nuggets. No, there's no way Belichick is doing that. Like, there's like, that's not happening. He's not selling you insurance. Like, it's just there's. What was the one I said yesterday? It was like, get ready for Bill Belichick's exciting sports betting reads. Oh yeah, do, do <laughs> the, sports betting, the sports betting ad disclaimers. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, the best, uh, part of that, best part of that Nuggies commercial is when uh, Andy Reid actually cracks up yeah, off script yeah, when yeah. Mahomes does something. They leave it in there. Yeah, it's um, amazing. By the way, Giants and Jets also on the Belichick list at 200 to 1 each. So when I was thinking of the interim thing, I, like the Giants I know have been mentioned with him before. Like, is that a, if the Giants are four and five and Dayball gets fired, but you see signs of life there, like is maybe that a spot where he can walk into? I don't know. If you're in Belichick's head, he he does want to clean up the four and thirteen as the, as the final thing of his career, but yeah, doesn't look like it's going to happen. Only two vacancies left: Seattle and Washington. Uh, we will come back and talk about the NFC Championship: San Francisco and Detroit, where the Niners now back to being above the touchdown in this. Let's go, Matt Brown's thoughts on the other side. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, 
and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Vegas only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Vegas. The crown is yours. We get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the feedback. Motor City Mike. I'll repeat myself from last week. Simple cap on the AFC game. Uh, Taylor. Swift, that is, plus Super Bowl, plus Vegas equals big Swift money line plus 175 and climbing for my bet. I guess that's a long way to say he likes the Chiefs. As for my Lions, sometimes it's just destiny. And that's what this feels like here in the D. LFG Lions. Mike Alvarez. Uh, damn, I was going to uh, go with Cornelius Bennett reference with Felica on my uh, same show parlay, but ultimately went with Mark Kelso because me and my brothers called him a dark helmet. Uh, Spaceballs reference. Why do I bet with my heart? Um, let's see. <laughs> Our expert, I can't read that one. Len Glauzenski, Gil listening now regarding Belichick. Coaching takes a lot of energy. Bill probably doesn't have that energy level. It's a wearing job. Lenny, Mike Rouse, uh, search committee. Coach, what is the greatest accomplishment in your career? Belichick rolls out six title rings onto the table, drops Mike. Terry Ray, you're right. The chess game between coordinators in the Chiefs-Ravens game will be fascinating. Uh, used to be... Uh, that they would toss the kitchen sink at Lamar, and he struggles. He did last game, then adjusted halftime, heavier personnel, more pre-snap motion, shifted protection, fixed it for once. Phil Weiss, uh, an owner with sense. Arthur Blank is my idol for not succumbing to the pressure of hiring an overrated, mediocre, elderly coach. Bravo. Forrest Lehman, did I just hear Matt Brown say Jim Harbaugh was super personable? <laughs> Blue Hen Bill, Belichick interviewed for the opening of my travel senior softball team, and it was going well until he asked, how do we deflate the softballs? Everybody's got a, got a shot at this. And Rick Ollier, Gil Kelly mad. I think the jackpot is playing behind you as a reminder that the real jackpot is the friends you make along the way. <sighs> R.I.P. Primetime action. You know, Thank you, you very you, much. Great. Very nice of you. Yeah. You, you, you know, um, now that it's gone, I kind of miss it. Yeah. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun, yeah. Dun, 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 it was hard dun, not dun, to bob your head. Yeah. Just, like, that's that's for sure. And now that it's gone, I kind of miss it. I wish it was at least just lower, you know, just yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. lower. What, what, what we left off for the Belichick checklist of things that he might do now, that we, we, he's going to end up in one of those commercials with uh, with Frank Thomas and whatever, talking about his low test. <laughs> 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 he's going to end up in one of those commercials. So like, it turns out, and what about you, Bill? And he's like, and she'll like it too. Like, you know, whatever. Like, it's going to be new gen. Like that's going to be Bill, Bill Belichick bouncing off the wall, and that's what revitalizes him and revitalizes his career. The new jokes. Uh, there are way too many fun jokes to make about one of, if not the greatest the coaches greatest, of all yes. time. <laughs> On Mount Rushmore, for sure. All right, game two, NFC Championship. Niners trying to get there, hosting the Lions. Lions in the NFC Championship for the first time in 30 years. Niners now seven and a half point favorites. This went to seven and a half yesterday. Tick back down to seven. Now back to seven and a half again. Yeah, I got a bad number. I took the seven 
with the Lions. And then you look, the offensive line situation is obviously troubling. The Jonah Jackson going to be out for sure. And then you look at the injury report from yesterday and Frank Ragnow, who we know is going to play because yes. he's the toughest human being on the face of the planet, was a DNP with, and I, I kid you not, this is what is on the official injury report, DNP on Thursday, ankle, toe, knee, back. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All four listed: ankle, toe, knee, back. Like so, it's just like his entire body. They should, you know, they should have so, listed the good parts. Yeah, it's like whenever they do the, uh, you know, fall on everybody but the center. Right, they should yeah, just yeah. be like every body part, you know, except his brain. Or go like yeah. hockey non-concussion. Yeah, it should just be like non-concussion. Everything else, like every, you know, on his on his whole body, back and lower body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, he, he he's gonna play, and, and you know, this offensive line it really is, I think, gonna be the key for all this. It's been one of the best offensive lines throughout the course of the entire NFL season. Being down Jonah Jackson certainly hurts a ton, but they have kept Jared Goff clean a, a lot of this season, and I think that's going to be a big part of this. Whoever fills in for Jonah Jackson and whatever coverage schemes that they end up using, whatever the play calls now become, do they have to alter what they want to do because they need to get it out a little bit quicker and all that? And, and if that's the case and this Lions team isn't the Lions team that we saw all year long, then I think this could get off the rails for sure, and my bet will be dead. But you look at the offensive offensive success that the Packers were able to have last week, and I do wonder if this Lions team isn't kind of like a Packers souped-up version of all of that. I mean, they run the ball better than the Packers do. They pass the ball better than the Packers do. They have more weapons than the Packers do, at least more established weapons anyway, than the Packers do in the pass game. You have a more established quarterback. Now, whether you want to say that Jordan Love is, you know, ceiling is higher than Jared Goff, okay, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that, but you do at least have Jared Goff who's been to the playoffs. You do have Jared Goff who has more career starts in big games and things like that, and so I don't see a reason why the Lions can't move the ball on this defense that has at least given up some yardage over the course of the season. And for the for the Lions defense, right, as much as they give up from a yardage standpoint through the through the air specifically, you know, I mean, like specifically some of these like splash plays and stuff that they give up. The defense has been that kind of bend don't break thing here lately where they where they get into the red zone and at least they kind of tighten up a little bit and these sevens become threes. They've been giving up field goals. They've been kind of keeping these people out of the end zone a ton. And now is that going to work against the 49ers? We shall see. Debo Samuel, I have a feeling he's going to play. Do you do you feel like he's going to play? Yes, but to what extent? Yeah. I don't know. The, yeah. the problem, he will be dressed for the game. Yeah. The, the, the problem I kind of have with it is that it's a shoulder injury and it like doesn't that seem like the easiest thing to re-aggravate? Oh, yeah. Over the course as, of as he has, yeah. I mean, yeah. just it's like, okay, he plays the first hit, second hit, whatever it might be, blocking on a play, whatever it might be, and, and he's back out. And you see the splits; those three games where this this offense looked mortal, and it looked like that it was, you know, that the 49ers did not look like what they thought they were going to be. Was those games without Debo Samuel, with him out there, with him with him not being out there, and them not being able to be as multiple as they are? What makes them so incredibly scary? is the fact that they can run it down your throat with McCaffrey. They have the outside with Ayuk. They have the middle of the field with Kittle. And then they have whatever in the hell they want to do with Debo Samuel that makes you always questioning and wondering what they're going to be able to, what they're going to run next. And I, without Debo, I actually do think that this is a, a decent a decent problem that, that they have if he's not able to go. And certainly he won't be full strength no matter what, even if he does go when it's all said and done. But I, I'm kind of going on the premise here of the Lions be able, being able to go blow for blow with them. And, and that's and that for me, then the seven, certainly the seven and a half as it sits right now, is looks pretty appealing to me with the Lions offense that I do believe on a on a on a defense that is not bad, but it's just average, is going to be able to 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 score and keep this thing from from being a run out. That being said, if the offensive line situation, which again was the number two graded offensive line by pro football focus over the entire course of the 2023 NFL season. I mean, only behind the Eagles offensive line, according to them. If that is a drastic difference and they are, like I said, the coverage protections, stuff like that ends up breaking down. They have to call different plays because things are, are kind of going off the rails. Then I think that this, yeah, it could get out of hand and I'll, I'll know fairly quickly, probably whether this bet is like this yeah. dead and, you know, for trying to figure out a way to, to get off of it. The Lions ran the ball incredibly efficiently over the course of the season as well. So maybe we see a little bit more of that early on to see if they can kind of like soften up the, the 49ers a little bit, kind of figure some things out from a blocking perspective. But that is, uh, that, that's where I sit with this one. Not, I don't love. 
either bet this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand. I, like, like, After I, all that, no, I understand. Like, I don't yeah. love either we, bet this. Because we've had many a week in the NFL where we loved our yeah. bets, and we've yeah. had many a week where we're like, huh. Ah, this is what happens lukewarm. in the NFL playoffs, yeah, though, for right? Sure. Like, we all, I mean, we talk, we talk, we do betting content. We have to talk about it anyways, but we're all going to end up betting it. But it's just, yeah. would you, you say it off again? Would you play this if it was week would 15? You, would you play and, it in you know, the middle of a Sunday morning yeah. slate of nine other games? Would you play it? And the answer, what I'm getting from you, is probably not. Right. Well, the seven and a half now is, is pretty appealing, actually. Okay. Like, like, I mean, again, I have the worst of it, but uh, it, like the seven and a half is fairly appealing. I, the world exists in which the Lions offense collapses. Again, a, a, an offensive line injury, I think it's something that we, when, certainly when we used to do PTA, was like, we highlighted those way, way more than I think a lot of people did, right? Oh, yeah. Because of just, because of how much they, they can really throw everything off from an offensive perspective. But I, as long as it doesn't collapse, I think they can move the ball. Like, I think that they will be able to keep this thing relatively relatively close and so the seven and a half i think is something i would still put in the account um next segment after you're gone because we don't have time here yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give all my reasons why i'm completely opposite all that because I'm, I'm all about the niners on this one but you you make points i just want to bring up that thing i said at the beginning which is you know the, the uh, lions haven't been in the nfc championship in 30 years and obviously one team doesn't have anything to do with the other but if you're a lions fan just from a historical perspective what horrible luck you have that in after the 1991 season, um, you ran, you ran into what Aaron Schatz through DVOA has either the best or the second best team in the history of the NFL, the 1991 skins. A week after they took down the Mike Pritchard led Atlanta Falcons at the seat cushion game, they destroyed the Lions in the NFC Championship, 41 to 10. And now here, 30 years later, 30 plus years later. The Lions get as their NFC Championship opponent, according to Aaron Schatz through the lens of DVOA, the eighth or ninth best team in the history of football yeah. in the San Francisco 49ers. So it's like through that lens, this is the worst luck you could ever have as a franchise. If Aiden Hutchinson can win, I mean, they got the third most pressure on the quarterback over the entire season. If he can get Purdy a little bit rattled, it could, it could be interesting. Always that thought. No rain, though. No rain. No rain. That's a good thing for uh, Purdy. Matt, thank you so much as Always, always a blast. Matt Brown, everybody. The Handle, Weekends with Mike Samich, and, of course, the All Angles Football Betting Podcast. We're coming back. More NFL next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon. Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.